What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Message to the mayor of New Orleans, you're doing a fine job. This is episode 58, brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network, uh, and back with us again is Justin. Uh, how, how are we doing, Justin? You got a big win. Big win on Saturday. Yeah, lot, uh, profitable weekend. UTSA covered. Raiders covered. And the, yep, okay. so Both big spreads. I told, I told Justin I was keeping an eye on two picks. I didn't. I thought the UTSA pick was a uh, was a reach, and I thought the Raiders was a reach. Well, the Raiders won outright, and UTSA covered the spread, and they kept it pretty close there for a while. So I got to give credit where it's due. Um, Big Easy Bets brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. We got a brand new episode of Dave Devours. This is episode three uh, up on the Facebook page right now. Go check it out. Dave decides to take on three pounds of Impossible Burger, uh, except he decides to eat it raw. So if you know what Impossible Burger is, it's veggie burger. It's disgusting if you cook it. It's even more disgusting if you eat it raw. So uh, it clearly says on the package, do not consume raw, but he attempted it. uh, And, I mean, he put his body on the line for your enjoyment. So go ahead and uh, like it, share it, spread it around. We'd appreciate it. Uh, Big Easy Bets is also brought to you by Vigit, social media, basically social network for sports gamblers. It's like Twitter, except you don't have to worry about any anything political you don't have to worry about what somebody went and got to eat for lunch it's just all about betting all about spreads uh which way they're trending all of that so go use the promo code big easy bets all one word you get a free thousand big coins right off the bat all right <clears throat> before we get into recapping our games from last week let's talk about the saints game um and i mean you got to get a little lucky sometimes from 50 for a los angeles victory on the way, off the upright, and no good. Michael Badgley doinked it off the right upright. I mean, so did y'all think we had a shot, or did y'all think he was making it guaranteed? You thought he was? I, I, I was scared. Oh, I, I, I was in the dome. You were in the dome for the NFC Championship game. Fucking Greg Zerline kicks a, I don't know what it was, 63-yarder. It was good from 85. So uh, I've got... I have no faith whenever we have to depend on a kick to be missed in the dome. I mean, I, it's easier to kick on turf, easier to kick in do- indoors, obviously. So, But he doinked it off the upright. Yeah, I had a feeling he, he could miss it. Well, they showed his stats, and they're like, he's one of two from 50 on this year, and then he's like two of five in his career or some shit. Yeah, and like, I saw him warming up. Like they before he kicked it, I'm pretty sure they showed like a highlight of him warming up, <laughs> kicking it from further than 50 yards. Yeah. And it was a little bit of a knuckleball action on 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 the kick. So I was like, once there's a rush, dude, if you hit it just slightly off, yep. that action <clears throat> could make it miss, and that's what happened. I there was fans there too. Oh yeah, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. I mean, not only a lot of times they'll fucking they'll bank it in. And it was looked like he was about to just graze it. I was like, dude, he's going to bank this shit in, and they're going to win. And he fucking doinks it. You see it land in front in the end zone. I'm like, oh, my God. So um, terrible fucking start for the Saints, really. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was busted coverages. Um, I didn't think the defense really played all that bad, though. 
we should have had multiple three and outs. At one point, we should have had three straight three and outs. We get a roughing the punter, then they go down. And, uh, I mean, dude, Marcus Williams fucking sucks. Marcus Williams sucks. I texted Shannon. I said, are we in agreement now? We can stop fucking pretending that Marcus Williams isn't dog shit. Um, he was just about to text you about Lattimore, but it was right before yeah. when Lattimore made that stop. And uh, he's like, oh, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Lattimore got lost. No, he did, dude. But, but I mean, it, that, that tackle was That tackle was incredible. fucking, yeah. that tackle makes up for it. No, that's why I said, dude, the way he's, he's like fucking German suplexing him back to make sure he doesn't get over the line. That was, that makes up for it for me. Um, and then on the one with Mike Williams, dude, you got to give it to Mike Williams. Lattimore was right there, almost tipped the ball. PJ comes over too. I mean, that's that's not bad coverage. I mean, your corner has got to make a play there. But, I mean, Williams is a beast, dude. You got to give credit to him to go up and snag it. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about <clears throat> fucking Marcus Williams, dude. On the first touchdown, he could have picked it if he played the ball. He didn't play the ball. He never looks at the ball. How are you a free safety and you're scared to play the ball? You yeah, know. I don't know why they had Marcus Williams covering Keenan Allen anyway. Yeah, I have no idea. But um, And then P-Rob, it looked like a busted coverage on P-Rob, but I really think it was on P.J. Williams. I, I think he was supposed to be over the top. I don't yeah, because there's no way he could have got lost by that. Yeah, that I, don't, many I, I don't think that was on Patrick Robinson. Um, I went back and looked at it, and it looks like it's supposed to be on P.J. Williams, who was got confused, I guess. Um, but if you take that away, a busted coverage, that's their only points that they scored in the second half. So we, what, outscored him 20 to nothing if you take that away. Um, I felt like we were getting after Herbert early and often, like I like I said we would. Um, Davenport made some plays. It was good to see him back out there. There was one he was getting double teamed. He just bull rushed the fuck out of him, and he actually, like, hit Herbert's hand, like Drew Brees with Aaron Donald, how he hurt his thumb. Um, but he blew two guys into his lap and then almost deflected the pass. So – he looked good. Cam looked good. Hendrickson looked good. Um, so I don't, I don't have any issues with the D-line. Um, Demario Davis didn't play bad, but there was a few times where he could have stuffed him, at the uh, kind of met him in the hole. Justin Jackson kind of shook him a little bit. But Malcolm Jenkins fucking blows. I, I, I'm tired of Malcolm Jenkins, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> he dropped a pick, didn't he? Yes. Right through his hands. Like a potential like game-sealing pick. Um, and then... And then Marcus Williams. I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't tolerate Marcus Williams anymore. But he did make one good tackle. Yeah, I, he did. I do remember. And uh, it was like top, a shock and tackle yeah. yeah, at the top of the screen. Yeah. And I said, oh, Mark, I even said, I was like, there you go, Marcus Williams. We're fucking playing football now. Good. Um, so, I mean, how are we feeling now? So we're three and two atop the division going into the bye week. How are we realistically, how are we feeling? I feel good. It's just still the penalties. I feel like the penalties is just. I feel like they were less this game, though. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. It was still, honestly, I think it was still a five to one ratio, but you got the rough and the punter, which isn't common. You've got, um, I know there was a holding call on Pete, but there wasn't really penalties in the secondary, if I remember correctly. It was like special. It was like every time we returned a punt, <laughs> yeah, it J was always, J yeah. uh, we were always starting like 10 yards back. Yeah. JT Gray was holding on like every single punt. Um, and Callaway was returning very well, but I guess it was because of the holds. But, yeah, do you remember a penalty in the secondary? Because I don't. Um, I don't. So that's good. Um, that's at least improvement. So I feel good. I, I feel like we're going to get rested up. Um, I tweeted out. I was like, it, it's making a – actually, I put it in a blog, too, um, after they won. Like, can we really blame Michael Thomas for punching our defensive backs at this point? Um 
but he's going to get – I feel like that was partially – since if we didn't have a bye week next week, they probably weren't suspending him. They might. They might still do it, but gives him an extra week to heal up. Now he's got the bye week. He can come back ready to go. Who do we play? Carolina? No, it might be the Bears. I'm not, I have no yeah. idea. It, it might be the Bears. Um, but, yeah, regardless, I mean, how are you feeling, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at what we've been able to do and then what we haven't been able to do, there's a lot of room for improvement. So it's like not – there's been a lot of cases where we've – or situations where we've beaten ourselves. It's not necessarily us getting beat. So, I mean, that's – to me is looking forward going into the bye week. There's a lot of things to address and to improve on. Yeah, definitely. And I, I definitely don't think it's a lack of – talent or anything I think it's just a, a bit of a lack of coaching in some situations and yeah. then execution in others yeah so I felt um coaching is something that I want to touch on but I um one Emmanuel Sanders looked great Emmanuel Sanders looked fucking incredible like 14 yeah. targets 12 catches something like that so that's what we need if we can have that opposite Michael Thomas then there's not gonna be anybody bitching about our offense anymore with Alvin Kamara running the way he's running and Murray um Jared Cook Drew Brees' arm strength looked pretty damn good on that throw. So what the fuck is Sean Payton doing? I, dude, I love Sean Payton. Don't get me wrong. I've never – there was people calling for Sean Payton's head in those seven and nine seasons. I never once called for Sean Payton's head, and I'm still not. But, like, I used to fucking – I would defend him, like, till I was blue in the face. But why the fuck are we putting Taysom Hill in under center in overtime – when Drew Brees is five for five and we're inside the 20 yard line, he's five for five, just marches down the field and he says, let's pull Taysom out. Let's get a three yard run. And then, and I mean, obviously you're not going for a three yard run and Taysom had the touchdown, which that's what I said. If it works, I'm not going to say anything. I don't like it. I don't like the decision, but if it works, I won't say anything. That's why I kept saying it better work. If you're going to do it, it better work. If it doesn't work, then you're going to get fucking chastised. So I just, I will never understand and be able to comprehend why you pull out your hall of fame quarterback and in the second half, Drew Brees was incredible. The whole second half, he was incredible. Since he threw the pick, really, he was lights out. So I don't get taking him out there. I get we got the touchdown and all of that, but, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. It, it drives me nuts. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Mr. <clears throat> Taysom Hill. Well, answer me this. So why we put him in on a third and three, you remember, and he got stuffed. He it was just a quarterback draw or whatever, quarterback blast, whatever you want to call it. Um not even an option to throw. If he's the future, why are we not even – and when, on the one he scored the touchdown, he at least looked like he was about to throw for a second. So it kind of made him have to stay with the receivers. But when you just straight up just – if he's the quarterback of the future, why are we not even giving him an option to throw on third and three? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that – I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to be the next quarterback. But no, he won't. Yeah, to me, every time Taysom Hill – comes in a game I hold my breath yes I just don't understand I don't get it I don't get the it disrupts like rhythm of the game yeah it does there's no way Drew can so like Drew Brees is a big rhythm passer you know yeah. he gets in his rhythm he's throwing accurately and then you totally disrupt his rhythm by not having him in a game mm -hmm. so I don't know yeah I don't agree with the randomly putting Taysom Hill in a game but it's like, like look, it, look. It, a lot of time that stalled some most of our drives than the opposing defense has this year. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's like an overtime 
five for five, marching down the field. Then you take Drew out. Second down, we run it with Taysom. Now it's like, okay, instead of picking up seven on second and nine and having a manageable third and two, like now we've got third and six. So it's much more difficult to pick up a third and six than it is a goddamn third and two. We don't get it. We have to settle for a field goal. What if they go march down and score a touchdown right there? All because we wanted to fucking bring in Taysom Hill. I don't know. I don't get the love affair. <clears throat> the love affair with Taysom Hill. I feel like everybody's just caught on to it. Like every time he comes in, I feel like yeah. they just know. What yeah, we're it's not a feel. it's not a gimmick anymore. Like it's or it is a gimmick, but it's not it's not unexpected. So yeah, no, I mean you're exactly right. It's it, they are able to prepare for it now. He's very one dimensional. So I don't know, but regardless, a win is a win. Um, doesn't matter how you get it, just as long as you get it. So um, I was I was happy overall got the adrenaline pumping um i was fired up i'm not gonna lie we needed that sitting atop the division going into the bye week get ready get rested up and we can come out and i mean start firing back again um all right <clears throat> we'll quickly recap some picks and then uh i know we got got a good amount of picks at least i got a good amount of college picks this week um all right so to start off the day on thursday we had louisville minus four and a half you want to give your takeaways Ooh, I mean, this game was... Frustrating to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be a shit show, and it was a shit show, but uh, mostly on Louisville's part. Yes. No, yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech... I don't know. They Louisville took care of the ball, you know. Georgia Tech didn't turn the ball over, and I don't think, at all. Typically, they turn it over a lot. Yeah. That's so, what I was banking on, and they did not. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah. It is what I it think is. Louisville fumbled the ball three times. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a recipe to win. Nope. If when you're a favorite. And we were both on them. Um, so, obviously, both got that wrong. Uh, I had Florida minus six and a half against A&M, and then I also had the over 57 and a half. The over hit easily. Um, but then Florida winds up losing outright to A&M. I mean, I didn't love the pick. I, the, it kind of seemed like not the best spot for them. Um, but – Still went with them. I mean, until they proved me otherwise, I was going to have to roll with them. Kyle Pitts is a stud. He just is. Uh, I had Duke minus two and a half. I was all over Duke. Um, I was a little nervous to take Duke because they screwed me earlier because they turned the ball over so damn much. But I was okay. No, That's why I said no way Coach Cutcliffe goes 0-5. Um, played Syracuse. Well, they fumbled like four times in the fucking first half. I was texting you throughout the game. I was about to flip the fuck out. I was about to flip out because they were dominating them dominating them and then they end up fumbling four times in the first half it's way closer than it needs to be I mean I can't even like I can't even put it into words how bad they were absolutely like shitting on Syracuse Syracuse did not stand a chance um I'm gonna see if I can pull up the stats because it really was so they held Syracuse 0 of 6 on third down 0 of 1 on fourth down uh they had 233 rushing yards they averaged 7.3 yards and an attempt Duke did um, Syracuse only picked up three first downs they had one uh, deep ball touchdown that they answered right after Duke scored on the opening drive other than that that was pretty much all they had um, pos- yes yeah, so they had three three turnovers they doubled them up on time of possession uh, Syracuse only rushed for 29 yards on 14 attempts I mean it was domination all across the board no matter how you look at it so actually no I take that back I sent you that was the first half so yeah that, that that was what I sent you. So, yeah, no, pretty much multiply by two. They fucked them up. So Duke covers easily, minus two and a half. 
Um, so I was super pleased with that. Coach Cutcliffe is not going 0-5. Um, all right, we were both on Oklahoma, and I had the over. This game was wild. Uh, Red River shootout. What did it go to? Four overtimes? Mm -hmm. Yep, and that's what saved your over. <laughs> it did. Yeah, no, the over was looking not good at all, really. It really wasn't, but they. I think Texas scored, I don't know how much it was, at least 14 right there in the final minutes. Um, yeah. And then What but, was it, 31 <laughs> to 31 heading into overtime? Something like that? Yeah, I think they both need. They both scored a touchdown in the first overtime, and then yeah. it hit. So it it hit the over by the after the first overtime. Um, but yeah, then Oklahoma, Oklahoma did what they needed to do. Rattler looked good in overtime. He looked really good. Stepped up, and he actually got benched in the first half, which I didn't. I mean, you said they were just sending him a message, which obviously you were right, but I still don't agree with it. Why even take the risk? You go to overtime, like yeah, no, because you really. <clears throat> to me, I wouldn't have benched him, but I mean, no, I wouldn't have. Either. I don't get paid to. Yeah, make those decisions. But yeah. like to me, the reason why I wouldn't have is because you had a drive there at the end of the half where if you have your best players on the field, you could have gotten points. But yeah. they had a quarterback that's not nearly as good as Spencer Rattler. In. Yeah. Um, okay, so I know we were both on Clemson. Justin, were you on Clemson as well? Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, yeah so I was we minus were fourteen. All three were on Clemson, dude. This was in. I mean, Nick said it first, but this was – I mean, if you are not legally blind, then you could have saw that Clemson was going to roll over Miami. It's just two different levels. Um, Clemson's far and away the best team in the ACC. So this wasn't even – this wasn't ever in doubt. This was domination by Clemson. Uh, they covered the 14 easily. Miami scored late to make it a little closer than it really even was. Um, but so all three got a winner there, a little consensus winner. Yeah, Miami was – overhyped yeah there's people yeah. there's people that were saying that this was they were primed to go and dominate in this spot not a chance i mean you, you got to really have no idea what you're doing to take miami in that spot um i mean a lot of people were like it, it surprised me by how many people were on miami like even the bear said he didn't pit he didn't bet on it but yeah. he said he's open publicly saying that he thought miami would would cover yeah yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it. I, I just mean, didn't. I knew that if Clemson had, I mean, really wanted to beat them, then they could beat them, and they didn't really struggle much at all against yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I think you were saying, too, like they're not going to have that many chances, like in the ACC other than Notre Dame to have, like, those, like, rise to the occasion games and show what you're all about. Like they're going to have cakewalks except for Notre Dame throughout. Yeah. But, um, but nonetheless, we all got a winner there. Uh, Georgia minus 12. I had them. Justin, I think you hopped on this with me as well, didn't you? Notre Dame? No, I didn't. No, no, not Notre Dame. Georgia. Yes, I did hop on Georgia. Um, I mean, that defense is a real fucking deal. Gu Guarantano looked better than I thought he would, but still it wasn't enough. Um, yeah, in the first half he was on fire. Yeah, so he did, he did look better than I thought he would, but nonetheless the defense was still too much. They covered the 12, um, and that's a big easy bet for me and Justin. Um. LSU minus 13 and a half. Me and you were both on it. They lose outright to Missouri. I, I don't want to go any further into it. Defense fucking sucks. Um, I had Notre Dame minus 21. This one really fucking frustrated me because they were milking the clock towards the end, and then they had four opportunities to punch it in from the one-yard line. They've been running all over them all game, and they couldn't do it. They got stuff. They even went for it. They went for it on the fucking fourth down. And they couldn't get it. They would have covered the spread. I go six and four. Really, I should have went 
at least seven and three. I, I should not at least. I should have went seven and three. But I'll take the six and four after a really bad week. Um it is what it is. Better that's what I said. As long as I'm in the green, I'll be happy. Uh Nick, you also had the Florida A and M over fifty seven and a half. Um I mean, that was easy. That was never in doubt. You were on Florida, as as was I, as well. So you ended up going 3-3 three and three as you had your big easy bet of the week got canceled or postponed, actually, till tomorrow. So it was Coastal Carolina, which I'm sure is going to be added to the card this week. So you went 3-3. Three and three. I went 6-4. and four. Unfortunately, I can't pick a goddamn big easy bet to save my life. Um, overall records, that brings me to 13-20. and 20. So still shitty, but we're trending in the right direction. One in five on Big Easy Bets. Can't pick one to save my life. Uh, Nick is 10, 11, and one overall. One in four Big Easy Bets. Obviously, he's going to be one behind me. He's going to have two this week. Combined record, we're 16, 21, and one. Big Easy Bets, uh, locks of the week, we are two and eight. So absolutely atrocious, but we are going to continue to trend in the right direction. Justin, you went four and one last week? Yep. It's a good week. And you hit your Big Easy Bet? Sure did. It's good. Roadrunners. It's a good week. Who's the... Uh, Who's the most notable guy to come out of UTSA? Couldn't tell Come you. on, man. I mean, you got to know. It was literally the only guy to ever come out of there, at least to my knowledge. What position does he play? Defensive end. He plays for the Saints, dude. Well, that gives it away. No, it doesn't. He has no idea. <laughs> I still have no idea, yeah. No idea. <laughs> Take a shot in the dark. We have... How many defensive ends on there? Well, team? just no, just take a shot in the dark. I don't want to say Jordan. Jordan went to Cal. Yeah, okay. Marcus Davenport, Justin. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> All right. So uh we'll do NFL real quick and then we'll fucking keep going, I guess. Bucks on Thursday. Uh fuck that. Bucks got bucked. Yeah, minus four and a half. Um Bears went outright, but whatever. So my big easy bet of the week for the NFL were the Texans minus six. They cover the spread. Uh, they rally to the Bill O'Brien firing, and they get their first win. Nick's big easy bet, which was a great pick by both of us, was Vikings plus seven. I think you kind of swayed me to get on that. I think when I heard you talk about it, I was like, you know what, that is a good pick. So Vikings plus seven should have won outright, but they kind of blew it there at the end. No? Well, they blew it in the at the very end of the third quarter. Yeah. There was um, – so Vikings went up 13 nothing first half. And then Seattle stormed back uh, thanks to Kirk Cousins giving them the ball two times. Yeah, he and sucks. it was 21-13. to 13. Well, anyway, the Vikings at the end of the third quarter score a touchdown. It's 21-19, to 19 and they decide to go for two. Mm-hmm. Too early, in my opinion, to go for two. Yep. It come back to bite them because think about it. When they're down there at the end of the game and they have a chance to kick a field goal, it would be an eight-point game. Mm-hmm. But if they would have kicked the extra point, it would have made it a nine-point game. The game would have been virtually over. Yep. yep. Seattle would have had to score fast and get an onside kick Yep. and then score again. So, to me, Vikings made a little bit of a, uh, a mistake, and I, I think it's a common mistake just that a lot of people make. They go for it too early. Yeah. Like, no, they I go, agree. they try to tie the game too early. The game's not over yet. Yeah. No, I agree. But nonetheless, they covered the spread. So um, good pick there. That was your lock of the week. You also had Browns one and a half, which I had Browns written on my paper before we even talked about it. But I got cold feet. I crossed them off. You kept them on. It was a good pick. Browns are four and one. Four and one. Um, it's kind of crazy. 
Um, I had Cowboys minus nine and a half. That spread dropped a lot, to be honest, before Dak fucking broke his ankle. Um, and which, unfortunately, that's, uh, that was brutal to see. Um, prayers to Dak Prescott. Hopefully he can have a speedy recovery and then uh, get back out on the field. But I think they would have covered the spread if he doesn't get hurt. They were they started rolling there for a little bit, but they win by three with Andy Dalton coming in. Um, but so whatever is what it is. I also had the Saints minus seven and a half. Like I said, they I mean the Saints shit the bed, but we still got to win. I don't even care. Wins a win. So I went two and three. Nick went two and one collectively. Um, three and one. I mean three and three. So overall for me, twelve and eleven. Three and two. My big easy bets. Um. Nick is 12 and six, four and one with his big easy bets. So, I mean, that's fucking really good. Really good. That's 80% on his locks. Um, collectively we're 14 and 12. And then for our locks of the week, uh, we are six and three. So it's a flip flop of last year. We're doing really well in college struggling in um, and we're doing really well in the NFL struggling in college. So kind of a, of a reversal from last year, but I'm playing on continue to trend in the right direction. So, Wednesday is your lock of the week last week. Don't know if it'll be your lock this week, but we'll talk about it. Coastal Carolina at ULL. Raging Cajun, seven and a half point favorites. How you feeling? I felt good about it last week when nothing changed. When Coastal Carolina was seven point underdog. Yeah, I'll take an extra half a point. So, I mean, you don't think they're going to a little hur- hurricane uh, no, motivation? Dude, not, you can't motivate the Raging Cajuns. They got to play for their city. City city rallies around that team. Uh I don't even I think half of the half of the city doesn't even know if their team played in a bowl game last year. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna take Coastal Carolina here. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on it with you. Is it gonna be your big easy bet of the week? It's my one from last week. Oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot Nick's gonna have two this week. Um yeah, plus seven and a half. I mean, you've been big on Grayson McCall, so. Yeah, look, Coastal, I, was, I said it last week, but I'll say it again. Coastal Carolina's converted on almost 60% of their third downs. UL's not that good on third down on offense, only converting 36%. And then field goal kicking and red zone efficiency, Coastal Carolina has a big advantage here. Yep. So, I mean, to me it's a little bit surprising that the spread is this big, but, I mean, I, mean, I guess you, you never do know, but. I feel pretty good about this because of Coastal Carolina's third down percentages and their ability to run the football as well. The chance clears. Uh, Justin, are you on this game at all? I'm on the over. Over? What's it at? 58 and a half. 58 and a half. How do you feel about that, Nick? I don't know. That's a little bit high, but. It's hard for me. I I don't like over-unders. Coastal Carolina's can score. Yeah. Uh, UL to me has yet to show that they can score. Yeah, I said it last week. We talked about it. They haven't really scored a whole bunch of points, other than in that first game against mm-hmm. Iowa State, where they scored thirty-one, but fourteen of them came from special teams touchdowns. Yep. So I don't know that. Like I said last week, that bet scares me a little bit, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. I, I can't tell you if it's a good pick or not a good pick. I, I don't like over-unders. I really don't. So I mean, if you – like, to me, I think Coastal Carolina has a good chance to win this game. Really? Yeah. Plus, plus 240 on the money line. So, for UL to 
to me, in my mind, I have Coastal Carolina as favorites. Yeah. But UL is going to have to score if if they want a chance or or if they're going to win. So That is true. It's like a Booger McFarlane take right there. <laughs> to win the game, you got to score some points. Uh, but no, I get what you're saying. All right, so we're all in agreement. Well, me and Nick are in agreement. Coastal Carolina plus 7.5. Justin's on the over, 58.5. Uh, next game I have is going to be a Friday game. Uh, the number 17 SMU Mustangs going to, uh, what is it, Tad Gormley Stadium, Tulane. Uh, Tulane is plus, plus 6.5 point underdogs, and I'm going to take the Mustangs here. Even with the injuries to uh, the number one wide receiver for SMU, that <clears throat> definitely don't love that. And then they lost a, a backup running back who, as Nick was saying, is a pretty substantial part of the offense. So that's not great, but I think Shane Buchel is going to be uh, – I mean, he's good. He's, he was good last year. He's good this year. He's coming off of a, a game against Memphis where he threw for 474 yards and three touchdowns. They were 9-17 of 17 on third down, and they forced four turnovers. So the biggest thing, honestly, to me is Tulane's 25% third down conversion. So – uh, I'm no mathematician, but that sucks. So, uh, also they're not good at um, they're not good at running the ball either. Tulane can't really run at all. They ran the ball 45 times against Houston for 1.6 yards a carry. Um, so Houston turned the ball over five times in that game, and they still won 49 to 31. I know that's crazy. It really is. That's kind of Houston's like that's kind of like, like kind of surprising though. Yeah, but it was first. It's like, think about how many teams would be able to dominate the way Houston did, but also turn yeah, turn no. the ball over that many times. It's like, if they don't turn the ball over, what does that score look like? No, I know. That same thing with Duke. That's what I was saying with Duke. Duke turned it over three times. They lost the turnover battle three to nothing, and they won by 20-something. So um, I think this is a don't overthink it pick and take SMU minus six and a half. Two lanes, one and five against the spread at home versus SMU the last six um so yeah i'm going with the mustangs Who, who's up who's got one i'm on the mustangs too i Are thought you? tulane was a good team but yeah you took them against navy yeah i think i'm taking them like three times this year and how'd that navy game go not good they've <laughs> let me down every single time jumped out to, jumped out to a big lead um what about you? you you're staying away from this one yeah all right what's your next pick then i'm going to uh thursday night thursday yeah. Arkansas State? Georgia State at Arkansas State. Interesting. Arkansas State's three-and-a-half-point favorites. Georgia State's averaging 235 rushing yards a game, and on defense they only allow their opponents to convert on 26% of their third downs. They're a good tackling defense. I think they, they have a good shot at winning against Arkansas State, a defense that has struggled a little bit. Arkansas State's offense – has shown some potential, but to me, you got to go with the team that's proven themselves to be able to run the football and play good defense. And to me, that's Georgia State. So I'm taking Georgia State plus three and a half. I'll take them too. I'll hop on it with you. I got to get out of the hole. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take that as well. Um, all right, next one I have is going to be a Friday pick. So we're going to have games every day of the week. So that might also be in why I'm taking the Thursday game too because I thought this game was on Thursday, but clearly it's not. Um, I'm going to take – got number 14 BYU at Houston. Houston's three-point underdogs. We just saw what they did to Tulane, but Tulane sucks. Um, BYU's defense is for real. 
100%. They had a sleepwalk game last week against UTSA. I have in parentheses, good call, Justin. Got to give him credit where it's due. Uh, it, it's it's pretty simple. Good defense and run the ball down their throat, which we saw him shut down. Um, Tulane on the ground, 1.6 yards a carry on 45 attempts, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop BYU like they did Tulane. BYU looks like the real deal. We were talking about it. We were talking about it last week. So uh, three points. If Zach Wilson can take care of the ball, uh, BYU is going to be able to stop Houston's run game. So if Houston turn, let's put it this way: if they turn the ball over three times, and they're not going to be able to, they're not going to win. Uh, they're not going to win at all, but they're definitely not going to have the success that they did against uh, Tulane. So I'm going to take the Cougars minus three. Yeah, BYU's third down offense converting at 51. percent Their defense is holding teams to 25 percent on third down, which translates to good. Despite giving two defensive touchdowns to Tulane last week, Houston looked good. But you got to go with BYU here because they're one of the most complete teams in football. You taking them as well? Yeah, I like it. I'm taking the Mormons. Yep. Yeah. Now, what? What? When you're Mormon, you get multiple wives, right? Yeah. And then I think like there might be some rules against social media or something like that. So I mean, they don't have anything to do except play football. So. Yeah. I don't know. I could be completely <laughs> wrong with that. I, I'm not really. I don't practice Mormon religion. Um, Most thing, all I know about Mormons is that Mitt, Mitt Romney was one <laughs> okay. failed presidential candidate, as Donald Trump would like to say. Yes. Um, so yeah, Justin, you staying away from this one? Nope. On the Cougars. All right. I like it. We got a consensus. The consensus went well last week. So uh, all on BYU. So if you're looking for like, hmm, I just need one game to take. Well, we all like BYU. So. All right, so that's the that's the middle of the week games. Uh, we'll get into the Saturday games. First one I'm taking, you got Army at Justin's favorite UTSA. UTSA is seven-point underdogs. I'm going to take Army. I'm going to do it. I think Army's going to get out to an early lead and won't get rid of it. UTSA's defense gives up way too many points. Uh, the Roadrunners struggle to put points up against the board on a formidable defense, and Army has that. So I'm going to go with uh, the Black Knights, minus seven. Yeah, I was looking at that one. I like Army. That could be an interesting one that I'll take a look at later. But Army's got a really good defense. I don't think UTSA is going to be able to score, and then it's hard. It's hard to commit to stopping that. Yeah, run. it's like the Army played the Citadel. Yeah, and it was kind of a low-scoring old-school football game. Yeah, thirteen and seven, I think. So I mean, that worries me a little bit. But other than that, Army looked really good. Other than against who they who they lose to Army. Uh, I don't remember. It's a good a good team. One yeah. of the top-ranked teams. I don't know. I can pull it up for you, though. Um, but you can go ahead and – I mean, you're, so you're not on this one, obviously. You said you'd take a look at it? No, I'm not on it right now. Uh, Army lost to Cincinnati. Yeah, so Cincinnati <laughs> really was able to – They were supposed to play BYU. Their defensive line really smacked, like – I wish we could have saw that game. Did they, really they, good. They were supposed to play BYU. Um. Yeah, I know. That one got postponed. Postponed, um, but yeah, they won fourteen to nine against Citadel. So yeah, no, that's not great. But I don't think UT. I mean, dude, remember? I think it was Cody when it Cody put a money line bet on UTSA, like forty point or like twenty something point underdogs. Yeah, and they lost by like they lost by sixty. Yeah, I mean, it was two years ago. It has no correlation. But um, he money, yeah, he money lined. <laughs> yeah, he would have won a lot. Um, but yeah, so I'm going Army minus seven. All right, Justin, give me another one. Um, well, UTSA, I thank you, <laughs> but <laughs> going back to the well, no, I know when to let them loose <laughs> army minus seven. All right. I like it. 
I like it. It could have been another consensus, but Nick was scared to take it. Um, all right, well, give me another one for you then. What you got? Um, There's a few games this week that I wanted to talk about. I'm pretty sure you're going to be on this one. But Louisville at Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm all over it. Are you taking Louisville? Hell no, Okay, dude. I was about to say. No, yeah, here. I'll, I'll Actually, that was the next one on my list. Um, yeah, no. Minus 17. We just watched how shitty Louisville is. I think they just lost their best receiver. Yeah, if they would, if Notre Dame would just stop taking their fucking foot off the gas, dude, they run the ball well, so Notre well. Notre Dame looked a little bit shaky last week, yeah. but I don't think that's going to happen this week. It it worries me that Ian Book isn't really – I mean, he's throwing the ball well, though. He is. But he's not – like, they don't really take very many deep shots. Um, but it's just because they can run the ball so damn well. I think he's got, like, one passing touchdown this year, which is kind of weird but because they move the ball really well. Um but they're running back. The running back's a stud. So, really both of them. So, yeah, no, I, I wrote down, let's see. I literally wrote down Louisville fucking sucks and Notre, Dame's is re- Notre Dame is really good. That's all there is to it. Notre Dame will run all over them and Cunningham sucks. So, Notre Dame minus 17. Might be my lock. I don't know. I'm, consi- I'm, still, I'm still mulling it over. But So, you're, you're taking them now? Yes. You got anything? Uh you got any any inside tips or any reason why? Or is no, it just because Louisville sucks? It's because Louisville sucks and Notre Dame is doesn't suck. Yeah. No, I mean that these are Look, no you said it all. Notre Dame can run the football. Louisville to me they uh struggle with uh accuracy downfield. Yeah. So if I they, don't know. If they I, get into a position where they're forced to throw it downfield, I mean it's a done deal. Yeah. So yeah. That's what that's what what do I basically say? Yeah. So we're in agreement there. Um, Justin, you got any more this week? Yeah. Um, what you got? Okay, hey. wait. Okay, so I see you got Bama and Georgia circled. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that because that okay. was one of the ones I wanted to talk about. So you got Alabama minus six. I don't I don't know. I don't know which side of the fence I'm on with this one. Um, I was looking at maybe, maybe the over on 57 um but i don't know i mean what what do you he's already good do you have this game circled do you really oh shit dude okay so what 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 are y'all thinking then what side of the fence are you on because you got georgia's defense that looked incredible and then you got alabama's defense that looked like shit yeah so well i've seen who justin's on so okay well let me tell you my thoughts then because i don't know which side of the fence y'all are on but I think that Alabama's offense is so good that they're – this is why I'm thinking the over. Alabama's offense is so good that they're going to put up points on Georgia. Are they going to put up 50? No, but they could probably put up 28. Um, and then, I, I don't know, 35. But Alabama's defense looks so damn bad that I think Georgia's going to be able to put up some points too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right, who are you taking then? I'm going with the Bulldogs. Are you really? You've been anti-Georgia all year. I've, I was leaning Georgia. I don't Georgia. ever bet on the Georgia Bulldogs. I was leaning Georgia. I'm not going to lie. I really was. Like, if I have to pick it, and I might since you're on it, because you know I want to go with Georgia's defense. I like Georgia's defense. I was on them last week. It's fucking great to watch somebody just shut somebody's offense down. Like, it's so reassuring. Um, but, God damn, that Alabama offense is good. Yeah, they are really good, but the key here to it, me is that Georgia, they're so fundamentally 
and technically sound on defense yeah. that they don't make a whole lot of mistakes. So they tackled well. They're always – Mac Jones is going to have to fit in some tight windows, yeah. which, I mean, it's it's been done before. You saw what LSU was able to do to Georgia last year in the SEC championship game. But Yeah, but that was a different To team. me, this Georgia team's better than like they were last year. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, do you think the shot plays are going to be there for Bama? I don't really – I don't know that they are. I don't think Waddle's going to be able to get over the top on the defense. I'm not sure, but I know that um, Georgia's going to be able to have success running the football yeah. and keeping the ball away from Alabama. Yeah. So they they shouldn't put too much stress on their defense. I'm surprised that it's six. I'm I mean, you got Saban over here. He's thinking um, – Kiffin remembered the damn signals from uh, three, four years ago. <laughs> Saban's out there wigging out, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, their defense looked terrible. I, I, was it? Almost, it hasn't looked good against any A and M. No, was able to move the ball and, and put up yards yeah. and points against them. So uh, a lot of SEC defenses, with the exception of obviously Georgia, have not looked good this year. To um, me, look, you had how how many has it been? Twenty one, twenty two. And oh, Nick Saban is against former assistant coaches. Yes. Streaks come to an end, and it's going to come to an end this Saturday. Kirby night. Smart's a former assistant coach? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I like it. I'm on the Bulldogs. I am. You're on Bama? I'm on Bama. Why do you like Bama? I'm locking it in right I, now. Their defense is going to get figured out, I feel like. How do you figure out a defense like that? It's got to be the coordinator's fault. <laughs> it can't be the oh players. oh oh you're saying Bam? I thought you yeah. meant, I thought you meant they were gonna figure out Georgia's defense. I was saying not much to figure oh, no, out. They're no. just fucking good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. So it's yeah, that's kind of worries me because you know they have talent. It's all about. It's got to be all about scheming. I would think like they have talent, dude. Their linebackers are fucking good. Yeah, I think they lack a little bit of talent though in their secondary. Yeah, and uh, I mean, look, people have been able to run the ball on them this year. Yeah, no, they have, and um. But I also think the starters will play all four quarters this game, too. Did they not against Ole Miss? They were in a little barn burner. Yeah, no, they definitely no, they, played no, all four quarters. That was a very scary game. Yeah, but, no, um, they were Ole Miss. Play, and that's what I was saying. How much of it was Bama's defense was bad or just Ole Miss's offense is better than advertised? You know what I well, mean? Well, I mean. Corral looked good. Yeah. No, the Ole Miss has got a good offense, but still, you know? Yeah. So, Ole all Miss right. and Bama is always a good game, too. You know what I'm going to do then? I'm going to take Georgia plus six, and I'm going to take the under 57. I'm going under. If Georgia's going to win, it's got to be low scoring. Really, and if they're going to cover, too. I don't think that they're if, – if Alabama's lighting it up and they're putting up a ton of points, I don't think Georgia has the offense to keep up with them. So yeah. They, they, I mean, they need a scrappy – Their offense to the me is better than it was last year. Who? Georgia. Georgia. No, yeah, I agree. It is it. It's not bad. Don't get me wrong, um, but I just think for them to if it's a shootout, Bama's going to win. It can't be a shootout. It's got to be a a grimy defensive, run the ball, control the clock. Yeah, but I also I wouldn't underestimate uh, Georgia's ability to throw the football. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But I think that they're a far better passing team this year than they were last year. So you'd lean over, is what you're saying? No. Okay. I do, I do think that it's going to have to be more of Georgia winning the time of possession in this game. Yeah. Um, they're not going to beat Alabama like LSU beat Alabama last year by jumping out to a substantial lead. No, yeah, I don't think so either. 
But, yeah, I, I do think that that's the recipe to win this game is to control the clock and control the game. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Bulldogs plus six. I'm going to take under 57. Justin is on Bama minus six. Dude, they, I have, this is the most excited that I feel like I'm going to be all year for a game. This is going to be a fucking good game. Two, two and three, SEC matchup. Um, it's going to be a good one for sure. And, you know, Alabama's like they've played – these teams have met up against each other in the SEC championship, I believe. Quite a few times. And yeah. in the college football playoff. Yeah. So there's history here, yeah. recent history. Um, and the games have been historically pretty close yeah. as far as in recent memory since Kirby Smart's been the head coach of Georgia. It, we're going to really – and I, the defense is the real deal. It is. But this is going to really show. Like, if they come out and make a statement against Bama, then it's like, okay, this is the best defense in the country by far. So, yeah, look, Georgia, how many – they've played three games. Yeah, both. They've only allowed their opponents to get inside of the red zone two times. I know, that's wild. That's that wild, nice. dude. They're so fucking good. crazy stat. They're, they're so good. They give up – what are they allowing, like 11 points a game, something like that? 12. 12, yeah. So – yeah, no, I'm I'm on the Bulldogs with you. You hate the Bulldogs. I'm surprised. I don't ever on bet on the Bulldogs, but this week they're going to be my big easy bet. Oh my god! Okay, Jesus Christ! All right, Nick's got double big easy bets this week. Um, all right, my other pick is going to be I'm going back to him again. I can't fucking stop. Next week, baby, Blue Broncos are coming back. <laughs> I don't even care what the spread is. I'm hammering the fuck out of the. That's Boise next State. week. It might be two weeks, but it might. Nah, yeah, no, I think it's next week. Regardless, if it's next next week, two weeks, it could be a month from now. I'm locking in the Boise State Blue Broncos as my big easy bet. Hank Bachmeyer is going to be on the Heisman radar. Uh, but until then, we'll we'll settle with Dylan Gabriel. UCF at Memphis. Memphis plus three and a half point uh, underdogs. UCF did not look good last game. Um, Lost outright, if I'm not mistaken. I I just I don't know. Bounce back game for the uh, what are they? The Golden Knights. Uh, Dylan Gabriel is much better than what he showed. It was like it was a rainy game. It was kind of sloppy. Um, so I'm going back, going back to the well. UCF minus three and a half over Memphis. Um, also, too, I have circled. So Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback. I don't know if you saw against Notre Dame. He hurt his hand. Uh, they ended up putting Blackman in. I did see that Blackman came back in the yeah, game. Yeah, should have threw a pick like one in one of his first like two or three throws. Um, Travis was unable to grip the football, so they put Blackman in. I've been looking to see if Travis is going to play or not. So I don't know if I can do this, but if he's out, I'm going to take UNC minus thirteen. If he's out, I was looking at that game. If he's playing, I'm staying away. So. Can I put that stipulation on? Yeah, UNC's like a weird team. They are. Their defense sucks. They're a weird team last year. Yeah. But they're they're like they're top ten. I was all over the Carolinas last year. Haven't even touched them once this year. So right now it's saying that Jordan Travis is day to day and week to week. Um he was limited at practice. So yeah, it hurt his hand against the no against the fighting Irish. Um He's still working through it. Sore coming off the game. Everything is moving in a positive direction. He was struggling there to be able to grip the – yeah. So I, I don't know if he's going to play or not. If he's out, give me no, give me uh, North Carolina minus 13. If he plays, I'm not taking him. So this is I – st- I started this, so I can put that stipulation on it. 
Um, and really, I think that's all I got. So you got any more? Yeah, I'm also on the Golden Knights. Are you really? Yep. Okay. That's an interesting – that's going to be a good game. What, you lean in Memphis? I, w- I would lean Memphis. Take them. I'm not, but I'm leaning. I would like if I if I had to bet Take on it, I would lean Memphis. Dylan Gabriel's gonna throw for 500 yards. Don't worry about it, Justin. Um, Memphis. The reason why is is just Memphis's D line's pretty good. Yeah. If they're able to bother him with some pressure, I don't know. Yeah. No. I mean, he looked shaky last game. He did, but I'm going back to him. So we'll see. But you got another one too. Yeah, I have uh, another SEC game: uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. Interesting. Going Kentucky plus six. Interesting. I'm not on the volunteer hype train. Quarantano looked better than I thought he would. I will say that. Um, but they're coming off of a tough game with Georgia, so it might be a good spot for Kentucky. Yeah, I do like Kentucky, and I liked them last week. Yeah. When they were going against Mississippi State. Yeah, they fucking – Mississippi State, dude. Oh, my God. Um, it was a popular upset pick. Mississippi State last week. Yeah, no, that's stupid. They scored two points. Mississippi State, like, dude, we got unlucky playing them the first game. Yeah, no, I mean, they, whatever. I don't I, even want to get started. No, yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. I don't. I got a lot talk. of, cri- like, I'm critical of a lot of things. The players are number one, but then coaching, dude, down the end of that game. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Let's not even go down the that The game's on the hole. fucking line. It's not time to hurry up and jam it up the middle two times and waste two downs. Yep. Um. But, yeah, whatever. They held Mississippi State to two points. Uh, That might be a good spot for Kentucky right there. So, as I was saying, I don't know that I believe that Tennessee's the real deal. So, but Guarantano did look good. I'm going to stay away from that one. But my, that might be a good pick right there. Yeah, I do believe that these teams are probably pretty evenly matched. Kentucky's got off to a... Not that good of a start, but because they got they've a good played, they got a really good. They've O-line. played good teams, you know. Yeah. So, do you have any more? No, no. And you, that was all I'm yours. Done. Okay, I'm gonna recap mine real quick. Then we'll let Nick do his, and then Justin can do his. So, uh, I am taking Coastal Carolina plus seven and a half. I'm taking SMU minus six and a half. I'm taking BYU minus three. Um, I'm also hopping on Nick's pick of. Arkansas State? No, it was Georgia State. Yeah. Yeah, clearly I am feel great about that one. Should be a good game. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Georgia State. We're going to have a game on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I'm going to take Georgia State as well. Taking Army, minus 7. I'm taking Notre Dame, minus 17. I'm taking UCF, minus 3.5. I'm taking uh, Georgia, plus 6, and the under, 57.5. half. Taking North Carolina minus 13 if and only if Jordan Travis does not play. If Blackman's under center, I'm hammering the Tar Heels. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be Notre Dame minus 17. I'm going back to it. I fucking got to do it. I got to get one. They got to cover one of these damn spreads. So, all right, Nick, recap yours. I got two Sun Belt games. And after the first one, UL is going to go to the Asteroid Belt because they got nothing but shitty rocks and water. So, (laughs) I'm going with Coastal Carolina plus seven and a half. I'm going with Georgia State plus three and a half. BYU minus five and a half. Notre Dame minus 17. And that's my big easy bet. I'm taking Georgia Bulldogs plus six. That takes guts. 
That takes big time guts. Um, all right, Justin, recap yours. I got UL and Coastal Carolina over fifty eight and a half. SMU minus six and a half. BYU minus five and a half. UCF minus three and a half. Kentucky plus six. Army minus seven. And my big easy bet is Bama minus six. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. I didn't know Bama was your big easy bet. I do like the Bama offense. Bama's offense is fucking good. Waddle's a beast. Devontae Smith's a beast. Uh, Najee Harris is a stud. And Mac Jones has looked really good. But who did Alabama play in the second game? In the second game? Missouri. That was the first one. Was that the first one? The second game. They should have covered it. I was on them. But they decided to pull the starters. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just don't think Alabama's been tested. That offense hasn't been tested yeah, by a quality defense. And I mean, not, yeah, yeah. I could find. I'll find it out in two seconds who they played. They played. Uh, oh a, no, they played A and M in the second yeah. game. Yeah. So A and M's defense was is a decent defense, but it's not anywhere. It's not very good. Close to Georgia's defense. Yeah, not even close. Um, and then yeah, they just obviously they just beat Ole Miss sixty three to forty eight. But yeah, there you go. That's our college picks for the week. Um, like I said, I was in the green last week. Going to keep trending in the right direction. Uh, as will Nick. Justin's coming off a good week. Um, all right, NFL. I'm not going to lie. I've only got two picks this week. Uh, I really didn't like any of the games. There's no Thursday game, so we're not forced to pick that. Um, I'm going to be quick with it. I'm taking Rams minus three and a half, and I'm taking Cowboys plus two and a half. So, um, And which ones are going to be your big easy bet? Rams minus three and a half. All right. Aren't they playing the 49ers? Correct. 49ers, you had them last week in a little teaser. You said, how'd that go? I did, yep. They're the last leg, and they fucking blew it. <laughs> I <laughs> had a big teaser. Did you? Six teams, yeah. That's what I had. I hit one two weeks ago. It was nice. Felt, yeah. Oh, good. Um, but, yeah, it's only two picks I'm taking. What do you got? I'm on with both of those, and I'm going to add the Packers minus one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that. It's prime I, I time get why Sunday it's only, game. Um, I'll take the Packers too. Fuck it. I, I don't. That's why I said the Packers should be four point favorites. So I don't know. It's it's a weird. That's a weird line. That line smells weird. But I'll take them too. So we're all in agreement, or we're in agreement on all three. What do you got? I actually have none of those games. No, really. I like it. Uh, I got the Chiefs minus three over the Bills. Interesting. How is that spread out? The Bills are playing right now as we speak. Yeah, when I saw it, wasn't out yet. But Where'd you get minus three? You making up spreads out here? <laughs> yeah, from Bleacher Report. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might be legit. Currently, the Bills are down 21 to 10. Special at, lock it in. At halftime. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll tentatively give it to you if it changes, like if it comes out tomorrow that it's like a six or – Seven point spread or something that we can't give you three, but um, all right. What else you got? Yeah, it's three. It's three. Is it? Uh, yeah. I don't like this pick, but I really didn't like any of the picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcons plus three and a half over the Vikings. Mm, I don't know that I like that. Vikings are hot. I don't know that I like that. Vikings are good. Um, the question is, Dalvin Cook is he hurt? Yeah, that's a big question, but it's not too big of a question because they Madison. showed that they were able to run without him. Well, Madison's good. Yeah, he's a good Madison's backup. really good. Yeah. Um, and then 
Yeah. Kirk Cousins is a big question mark. Yeah, he is. No, I mean, the, Fal- shouldn't the Falcons got to get a win There eventually. shouldn't be – I don't know. It's hard to say because the Falcons' offense has been able to move the ball. Teams love to win when their head coach gets fired. Right. I mean, it's – it's like yeah, you're playing with like the coordinator or something, so you can yeah. kind of just the do D, whatever. The D coordinator got the job um, as interim coach. It's like the unwritten rule in football. Your head coach gets fired, you're guaranteed to win next It's like week. having a substitute teacher. Yeah, exactly. Everybody loves it. Do whatever you want. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that might be a good pick. I, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to stay away. But, all right, what's what's your last pick? Oh, uh, it's my lock of the week. Jaguars plus three and a half over the lines. You're taking the Jags. Yep. They're oh, at home. Goodness. They're going to have a full stadium. Are they? Everybody in Florida can. Yeah, but did they go right back to that? Like, did they? Is, did that get approved? I know they were saying the governor. The governor approved it. I know that. Yeah, because um, uh, Dan, who's the damn coach over there? Dan now? Mullen at Dan Mullen, University okay. of Florida. Yeah, he was like begging for. We need ninety thousand people in he the said, stands. We need the whole damn stands <laughs> filled for this damn game. Yeah, and, that's why we lost last week. And then they tested positive for COVID. And yeah. now they're shutting down football operations. So that uh, that LSU game is in limbo with the Gators, which might be in the best interest of the Tigers. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, if it's full stadium, obviously that'll that'll help. But I don't know. I think the Lions, the Lions are not bad. They're scary. And Gardner Minshew, I don't know, Minshew's not look spectacular to me. He's looked very conservative, but – I could have done without picking a single NFL game this week. No, I didn't I like, really any, like of any of them. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't like any of them, but it is what it is. We got to give you something. So um, I'll recap mine. Rams minus three and a half. That's my big easy bet. Cowboys plus two and a half. Uh, got a rally for Dak, and then Packers minus one and a half. Nick, I know you're on. All. Yeah, Packers minus one and a half. I'm going. I'll do the Rams as my big easy bet too. Okay. And then I will go with uh, the Dakless uh, Cowboys. Yes. All right, and then Justin. Got Chiefs, uh, hopefully minus three. Falcons plus three and a half, and Jaguars plus three and a half. Okay, there you go. That's our NFL picks. Uh, Not a very enticing NFL week whatsoever. But some really good college football games and a a unique week where we're going to have a football game every day of this week. You got one in at halftime right now as we speak, Titans and Bills. Then we've got... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, college football game. So, two on Friday, too. So, uh, good week for sure. Yeah, football every day. The week you can't ask for anything else. No, nothing. Nothing. So, like I said, we're going to keep trending in the right direction. Um, Nick, you got anything to say before we go? Hallelujah. Justin? Hallelujah. All right. Episode 58, Big Easy Bets, brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. Go check out the Facebook page. Go show Dave some love. Uh, The guy tried to eat three pounds of raw, impossible beef. Uh, Just smell raw, impossible beef for two seconds, and you'll see how difficult of a challenge it is. Um, I mean, it was was brutal. I'll I'll just leave it at that. You got to go check it out. Uh, Go like it. Go share it. Uh, Any questions on games that we didn't touch? Um, I know... a few of you guys do message us on the Twitter page um, with some questions that you got on games that we don't go over. If anybody who's got a question, hit us up, and then we'll let you know how we're feeling about it. Um, but really, I'll let you know how I'm feeling about it because I run the Twitter page. So I'll con- if it's a big game for you, I'll consult with Nick too because he's doing better than I am this year. But all right, episode 58, y'all have a good one. Who that? We do. We play like we play.